Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kiran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. Unfortunately, we don't have any camera today due to a bit of a malfunction with the camera. And also, I'm just not trusting the internet connection at the moment. But anyway, before we start, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, as always, and thanks for tuning in. Now, before we start today's stream, don't forget to please like the video and do subscribe to the channel if you already haven't. As always, as it helps with the algorithm and today's show as I said is not going to be a uh, video show but consider it like a radio show you know a uh, live podcast except with no video and uh, yeah there's plenty of them out there nevertheless we're going to jump into the very first story of the day which is about the enforcement of Thailand's new safety belt law is pending uh, edict from the police Thailand's land traffic act which mandates that all passengers in private and public transport vehicles, except buses, wear safety belts, will be enforced once the Royal Thai Police have issued an edict within 90 days of the act coming into effect on September 5th, according to the Land Transport Department Director General. Chirut's statement today was intended to address social media hype, claiming that from September 5th, Passengers in all pickup trucks, including those sitting in the rear seats, will be required to wear safety belts or face a fine of 2,000 baht each. Chirut said that the department will consult with the Royal Thai Police over the drafting of an edict regarding the mandatory wearing of safety belts, including exceptions, adding that once the draft is completed, it will have to be approved by a committee before it's promoted. Well, there's a word I wasn't expecting uh, before it's enacted. Transport Minister Saxin Chikchop, meanwhile, said that the issue of safety belt wearing for all private cars, taxi, private and public passenger vans is not yet finalised, adding that the Prime Minister, Prayachana Cha, has advised that the new regulation should not place an undue burden on the people, even though it's intended to ensure better safety. I think they could have also added uh, at the end of that... Um, save lives but apparently that part doesn't actually really um come into the thinking in a lot of this now in relation to that and something that i think should be spoken about when we talk about road safety here is uh, a recent article that i spotted and uh basically over thirty-two thousand road accidents in thailand in the past two years thailand has been dubbed one of the most dangerous countries for driving and it saw a total of 32,190 road accidents in 2020 and 2021, mostly involving pickups, according to the Transport Ministry. Thailand has been ranked as the second most dangerous country to drive in by a website, reported 21,052 accidents in 2020 and 11,138 accidents in 2021. Now, before we go into the rest of the story, you might add, why is there a drop? Well, covid lockdowns people weren't able to travel you know between different provinces over the last two years and basically people weren't out on the road so you can just imagine what the figures were like possibly in 2018 and 2019 now the zuzobi which is a driver education portal website that publishes a new score annually reported in may that thailand scored badly on five different factors to rank it on second on the list of most dangerous nations to drive in the factors included estimated road deaths 
maximum motorway speed limits, seatbelt wearing, alcohol-related deaths and blood alcohol concentration limits. It is reported in May, Zutobi ranked Thailand in second spot with 4.35 points, behind South Africa, which had 3.41 points. The United States, by the way, was third with 5.03 points. According to the Ministry of Transportation's data catalogue, motorcycles did not cause the most accidents, as many assumed. But most accidents that happened in 2020 and 2021 involved pickup trucks. That was 37% of them, followed by category of private and public vehicles, which came in at about 27%. The key interesting statistics from the ministry's data catalogue include now the type of vehicle in the accidents, as we said, pickups were 27, they're worth 37%, with private and public vehicles after that at 27%, and motorcycles at 20%. The types of road accidents, where most accidents happened, straight ahead roads with slope, 70%, curves without a slope, 13%, and curves with a slope, 8%. The type of accidents over the last two years, Overturning or skidding off straight ahead roads, 43%. Rear crashes, 31%. And overturning or skidding off a curved road came in at about 13%. There's other factors, but they're much lower. But we're going to just go with the top ones in it. And then the causes of accidents, violation of speed limit, 78%. Being cut off, cut in front of by pedestrians, vehicles or animals, 8%. And actually that one I've had happen to myself. Or falling asleep behind a wheel came in at 4%. So that's basically the current situation with regard to driving in Thailand. Now, the there's plenty of laws on the books here in regards to driving and the regulation. Adding another one that you must wear a seatbelt in the back, you know, is I mean, it's a law in many, many countries at this stage, which is why they actually put seatbelts in the back. But I was very surprised to find out that it actually wasn't, you know, part of the law here in Thailand and, and it's only going to be introduced here on September 5th. So that's a bit of a strange one, all right. Um, but as you can see, they're trying to give up, sex, um, you know, um, they're trying to give pickup trucks an exception to the rule. When actually the studies show that the pickup trucks are the biggest problem on the roads. So they're not particularly tackling the problem in relation to this. What they are doing is making a broad law and then saying, well, we don't want to put an undue burden of uh, financial responsibility on people, you know, for getting caught without breaking the law. But at the end of the day, if people can afford cars, then they can afford to tell the person in the back seat, you know what, put your seatbelt on before we take off. It's just about driver education at this stage and then enforcement by the police. None of which seems to happen. It just seems to make an announcement and nobody talks about it anymore. And then people start getting pulled over, they start getting fines, and then it all becomes, you know, a big deal on the internet and everybody's complaining about it. But at the end of the day, the government... And their job here should be to ensure that people can go from A to B as safely as possible without the risk of, you know, having a serious accident or, you know, dying. Now, the statistics from Thailand over the last couple of years for 2020 and 21, there's been about 17,000 deaths per year. Now, that's the actually it's higher than the number of COVID deaths that we've had in Thailand since the pandemic. So the big, biggest public health emergency here in Thailand is not COVID or the pandemic. It's road safety and deaths on the road. And that certainly needs to be looked at and addressed, you know, I think in a more serious manner rather than giving so many exceptions to everyone all the time. If you have so many exceptions, eventually 
the law is just not enforced and that's generally what is happening you know along the way i don't know if you remember a couple of years ago there was a law came into effect that you weren't allowed to ride in the back of pickup trucks anymore it was against the law i mean obviously there's no seatbelts back there and it's not exactly a safe place to be that law went out the way i mean it's still on the books but it's never enforced so you know it's all about enforcement but as always guys i'd love to know what you think about the driving situation here in thailand what's your experience about driving in thailand as always your comments down below in the comment section is greatly uh, appreciated now moving along to the next story and uh it seems to be uh doctors are warning about the 4 a.m booze plan so this is uh, as we've spoken about before uh the government are planning to extend uh the time that bars and clubs can stay open till, till 4 a.m., but not all throughout the country, but only specific tourist zones. But there is some fight back from the medical industry. So doctors have warned against the government's plan to extend the operating hours of pubs to 4 a.m. to boost the economy, citing the potential for more road accidents, which is obvious, and the risk of further COVID-19 infections. All right, that's fear-mongering. Uh, Dr. Prasiv Watana, Dean of the Mahadol University's Faculty of Medicine, on Friday expressed his concern about allowing pubs and bars to stay open. Later, saying that the present closing time of 2 a.m. is late enough, given the current COVID-19 situation. Again, the COVID-19 situation, I don't know what situation he's talking about, because from my perspective here in Thailand, most people have gotten their lives back to normal and there's very little talk, if any, about COVID. Dr. Prasid said there was no need to rush such a measure as night socialisers may get infected due to longer gatherings and spreading the disease to their families, notably the elderly. Now, the Secretary General of the Don't Drink and Drive Drunk Foundation said the measures may help stimulate the economy, but it could be at the expense of the health and safety of the public. In addition, Dr. Teijing did not believe many foreign tourists would choose Thailand because of the extension of the night entertainment venues operating hours to 4 a.m. and most come to visit tourist sites. Now, again, this doctor, I understand where he's coming from, but it's nothing to do with trying to woo foreigners. It's just trying to make more money by having the bars open later. And that's what it has been. Now, citing road accident data in Thailand showing that the fatality rate in the second half of this year is already higher than last year. Dr. Teijing suggested this rise correlated with the easing of restrictions for these venues and on alcohol sales. Nevertheless, late closing times have been trumpeted by the Tourism and Sports Minister Piapat Ratchapakarn and Bangkok Governor Chachart Sitapunt. Mr. Chachart responded to the matter while live streaming during his jogging routine in the morning recently by saying that the idea would help spur the economy and increase transparency as later licenses have previously been awarded in a more ad hoc fashion prone to bribery. And that point he's got makes a lot of sense. A lot of places stay open late, but they have to pay the brown envelope to do so. And of course, this probably would put an end to that. Besides the economic stimulus, the extension of opening hours would help to ease congestion at those venues and lessen the need for pub owners to pay tea money to remain open later. Business operators on Koh Samui, Koh Panyang and Koh Town and Suratani have also thrown their support behind the policy as they believe it will, be, uh, it will lure more tourists. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, you're always going to have the medical establishment who are going to be anti anything that extends like the risk of injury or death and i think that's pretty obvious i think it's definitely going ahead they're going to do a a um a trial uh on kausan road in bangkok so we'll see how that goes i mean of course as i said i think in a previous podcast they actually have to get permission from the neighbor neighborhood so we'll see if they actually even get around if it ever actually happens but we'll move along to the next story and i'm sure it's one that um 
is um, worthwhile to a lot of uh, travelers here. Now, visas are going to be extended to boost tourism. The Center for COVID-19 Situation Administration has approved longer visas for foreign tourists in the country from October 1st, guys, until the March 31st next year as part of efforts to revitalize the economy as the pandemic cases, sorry, eases, the agency said on Friday. Those with regular visas will be able to stay for 45 days, up from 30 at present, while the visa on arrival scheme will be extended from 15 to 30, said the CCSA spokesman, uh, Twisad Visasatun. We are looking to extend our stay as this will help boost tourist spending, revive the economy and reduce the impact of the pandemic, Dr. Twisat said. The Tourism and Sports Ministry has projected the number of foreign tourists will hit 10 million this year. From January 1st to August 16th, over 4 million foreign tourists have visited Thailand. Dr. Twisat said the government will declare COVID-19 endemic in October and the CCSA then will no longer be the main agency dealing with the disease. And we're going to move into that story in a second. He said that from October, the disease will be under the Emergency Operations Centre of the Public Health Ministry, as well as Provincial Communicable Disease Committee. And there's no point to go much further into that whole article. But uh, in essence, now they keep mentioning visas. So let me just clarify what they're talking about. Uh, They're talking about the visa on arrival, which... uh, I think I forget how many countries are up to the 40 or 50 countries are entitled to visa on arrival. They pay a fee. I think a lot of you will have seen the desk when you come into Thailand there and some countries can get a visa on arrival. And they normally get that for 15 days and they pay for it when they get there. But now that will be available for 30. Now, it also talks about the other one, which was the uh, 30 day visa. It's not a 30 day visa. It's visa exempt people they're talking about. You don't get a visa. Right. So these are the people. A lot of countries will come. You can just turn up in Thailand and you automatically get 30 days stamped into your passport. So starting October 1st, when you come, you'll get 45 days stamped into your passport. Yes, the word visa does tend to confuse things because there is a visa. There is a tourist visa which you can apply for at any embassy or consulate and you will get 60 days and you can extend that by another 30 in the country by paying 1,900 that at the local immigration office. Again, that is not what they're talking about. They're only talking about the visa exempt and the visa on arrival. And those two are being extended. I think it probably, it's a good idea in that there are a lot of, I think, older people, retired people who come to Thailand on holidays and they plan their holidays around that 30 days. So they might come for 29 days and then what happens is they go home. They don't really want to be too bothered with going down to finding a local immigration office firstly and going through the rigmarole of, you know, the forms, dealing with the immigration, paying the money. Yeah, it can be a, you know, it it can be a drawn out affair. And if you're on holidays, that's the last thing you really want to be doing, right? And in some provinces around the country, it's the immigration is not close at all. You know, so you could be going 50, 60 kilometers to an immigration office. And as a tourist, that's not what you want. So yeah, this is a good idea in that those kind of people who come here now, they can come for 45 days. And I, I think it's beneficial, will be beneficial to tourism. Now, there was talk about, of course, reducing the fees and all kinds of stuff for the visa on arrival and even for the tourist fees. But that hasn't happened. And the reason behind that is apparently that the foreign ministry make a lot of their money and are able to run their services around the country from visa fees. So that was the reason that was not brought into uh, why that didn't happen. But yeah, that kind of makes sense too. I mean, you know, you don't want to be giving up your revenue from visas 
for when there's other things that visa exempt exist, which is free already. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I think it's a, uh, I think it's a, a good plan for the country. I think people will, I, I think people will definitely respond to it. And I, I think, uh, yeah, very positive uh, in terms of uh, tourism for the forthcoming high season. I possibly think they could extend it longer. And, you know, they're, they're planning October 1st to March 31st. That pretty much encompasses the high season. But then, of course, you have April, which is generally the holidays, Easter, Songkran, all that kind of stuff then. So I could see it being extended. And in fact, it mightn't be a bad idea to extend it all throughout low season to try and encourage more people to come and stay longer. Anyway, so moving on to another story today, guys. The CCSA uh, and the extension of the emergency decree is uh, going to be no more. So the ex- emergency decree is going uh, starting from October 1st. And we will no longer have to talk about the CCSA anymore, though they'll probably make up some new acronym for some new agency just to keep the guys that were in that agency employed. But Prime Minister Pray Chana Cha on Friday approved the lifting of the emergency degree and dissolution of the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration from October 1. Dr. Uban Kachatorn, an advisor to the CCSA, said that the move is in line with the government's decision to downgrade COVID-19 from a dangerous communicable disease to a communicable disease under surveillance. Now that goes against stuff that's been reported in other news outlets where it's basically saying it's going to be declared endemic but I think we heard that a lot this year in Thailand I believe wasn't it July 1st that uh, COVID was going to be declared endemic again going back to the basis of how a disease is classified endemic it's classified by when the World Health Organization declared endemic and a country cannot I mean there was talk here at one point that each province was going to start declaring COVID endemic so you can see where this is gone but he said October 1 the 2015 Communicable Disease Act will be governing law to tackle the COVID-19 outbreak instead of the emergency decree on public administration in emergency situations which has been in place since March 24 2020. Udam added that Thailand currently has some 70,000 confirmed COVID-19 patients either in hospitals or in home isolation and most of them have fewer few or no symptoms. The CCA CSA expects the number of new patients to remain flat for around a month before falling in mid-October. So yes, the CCSA and the emergency degree are going as of October 1. Now, it's funny, uh, a lot of people have asked me, uh, are they still publishing the daily numbers here in Thailand? Now, we stopped a good few months ago, but yes, daily numbers, Bangkok Post, you know, um, you can see them on Twitter quite a lot. The daily numbers are still there and I think if you look, they say there are around 2,000 cases of COVID per day. Actually, that's completely wrong. That's only, again, the confirmed PCR ones. The uh, confirmed ATK testing or rapid antigen tests are apparently, we're looking at something I think I read somewhere between 250,000 to 300,000 cases per week. And of course, you know, we're back to normal. So it makes you wonder what's gone on in the past versus what's different now. If we have so many more cases now, you know, what were we doing six months ago or last January in relation to all of this? You know, with the, was it Omicron that they were worried about getting in or Delta? Anyway, I can't remember. But yeah, I mean, you know, I think we've learned from the situation. But still, you know, as I'm reading this article, I'm looking at the guy on the podium. Uh, here, there's a picture of him wearing a face mask. So, and also, if you look on television here in Thailand, you know, you've watched the news in the morning on Thai Thai TV they're all wearing face masks in the studio so yeah there's still that face mask mentality that's gone on um, 
in relation to face masks here you will still find a lot of ties are still wearing them no matter where they go it's a it's a tough thing personally myself when i went home to ireland for the time i was there i kind of you know shed the mask and when i came back then i i found it hard to put back on again because when you go a long period of time without wearing it you know it's kind of a sense of freedom all of a sudden because you know living here in thailand spent a couple of years with the mask on and of course you know actually two years never took it off and then you you suddenly you're free and that's uh, it's like a liberalization effect you know you're like well it's fantastic to get rid of it uh, so yeah in thailand here and personally myself if i'm outdoors in the out there i don't wear a mask but you will see plenty of thai nationals wearing masks outside if i go into the likes of 7-eleven i respect the fact that everybody in there is wearing one so i will wear a mask when i go into 7-eleven and maybe when i go into a shopping center and that for me is really it in terms of mask wearing but i put up to you guys people who live here currently are you still kind of what's your deal with the mask do you wear it all the time do you wear it just in certain circumstances actually i'd love to know exactly how you do it you know and 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 you know if you find if you've been abroad uh, is there a difference to how you find the the mask wearing There's a guy here called Clown World. Very funny. An obsession with safety leads to mental illness. No, an obsession with safety leads to people being uh, safe and uh, stopping a loss of life. All right. There seems to be a bit of a warning on my channel here. Uh, error. Your YouTube's not receiving enough video to maintain smooth streaming. As such... Uh, there's some kind of buffering at the moment. I have no idea what that means. But we'll keep going anyway, guys. As long as you can hear me, that's all that matters. Uh, we'll move on to the final story of the day. And actually, it's in relation to Phuket. A little bit of a warning for uh, tourists coming here. Police find car and bike rentals to check driving licenses. Uh, tourist police warn vehicle renters about fines for letting a person without a proper license drive a car or a motorbike. Uh, the notice entitled Car Rental Suggestion was posted on Phuket Tourist Police Facebook page and shared by some of Phuket Police stations, including the ones in charge of Patong, where numerous car and bike rental shops are located. The notice consists of two parts. The owner part has the following warning. The owner or driver of a motor vehicle who lets anyone with a, without a proper license, uh, without a proper driving license drive the vehicle will be fined not exceeding 2,000 baht. And the part addressed to the renter rem uh, reminds them the following drivers without a valid driver's license will be imprisoned not exceeding one month or will be fined not exceeding 1000 baht or post or both uh the notice begins uh, has bears the logos of both the tourist police and the phuket police so it's fairly legitimate but it, it's under a car rental suggestion and then they talk about fines and jail time so would not be better to what regulation a suggestion sounds like something that uh, you're not you can or can't do it's up to you but it's not really uh yeah that's another thing and we actually going to talk about that uh, tourists especially coming to thailand it's worth bearing in mind that if you do intend to drive there's a couple of things a bit of advice here number one if you've never driven a motorbike before thailand is not the country to come on holidays to and start trying to learn to drive <laughs> it's just not it's a bad idea it's always been a bad idea uh all right, we're back to excellent location. Okay, I don't know. 
YouTube are telling me all kinds of stuff here, but it says excellent connection again, and that warning has gone. But in terms of coming to drive here, if you are a tourist coming to drive here, you know, a couple of months, a couple of weeks, you need to have an international driving license along with your regular driving license. Also, if you intend to rent a motorbike, right? So it depends on the CC. So for example, my driving license in Ireland allows me to drive like some form of a scooter, but up to a very low CC. Probably won't cover you here in Thailand. Now that's just, you know, on, to, to be straightforward about it. So to drive a motorbike here, you also have to have a motorbike license. So having a car license and a car international driving license won't permit you to be able to drive in Thailand legally. And you also have to bear in mind that if you have an accident and you try to and you have travel insurance and you try to claim on that insurance and it comes down, it was a motorbike accident. Remember, insurance companies are always trying to figure out how they can not pay. And of course, they'll go, well, you don't have a legal license and many of them will not pay out. So just bear in mind all this when you're coming. Of course, if you're driving in Thailand, it's a lot safer to rent a car versus renting a motorbike. But still, there is the danger there. But yeah, we'll talk about that more in another. I know I was meant to do a live stream, guys, at the weekend. But the signal where I've been recently has uh, not been good. And uh, actually, it cut off one time during a live stream a couple of weeks ago. So it's made me a little bit uh, fearful of doing live streams. But this one I have today is quite good. But anyway, guys, that's it for today's news. Let's have a look really quick at the uh, comments here in the comments section before we sign off. Hi, Jeff. Nice to see you're here. Maxwell Smith, good morning. Uh, never around. Appreciate your comments. Uh, as I said, clown world, uh, an obsession with safety leads to mental illness. But, you know, your name says it all, my friend. And Maxwell, uh, the rules keep changing and laws of traffic. And uh, the Swiss lady murder has not been tried, nor the motivation. The Swiss lady, I, I, I can't remember if she actually was tried. The Swiss lady who was murdered in Phuket, right? That's the one you're talking about? Um, as far as I remember, she did, but you never really... Yes, she was, I remember, because uh, they had a live stream. Her family were live streamed the trial, only them. Those, those kind of trials, by the way, generally here in Thailand, you'll see a big murder or a, something big, you know? And you'll hear about them being arrested. And the last... You never ever hear again about when they're sentenced, you know, um, and that is, uh, yeah, it's a bit odd here. You sometimes have to dig deep to kind of find out uh, what happened in these trials. Like I knew of a guy, um, twins here in Phuket a long time ago, they were uh, arrested for murder, not murder, rape and everything. It was very brutal. But you just saw them there arrested and there was never any follow up by any of the media about what happened to them. But the guy, I, you know what, uh, Maxwell, I'll find uh, that article and uh, I'll go into it in the next show. So I'll be, and I'll post in the link. But I definitely think he, he did go to court. It was a very speedy trial. He admitted to it all and he was sentenced to life in prison, I think. Uh, Dimitri, how are you? Thanks for your comment there. The stream is looking good. Yeah, as I said, it was just um, strangely, it was just a comment that came up uh, from YouTube. Now it says excellent connection. So I don't know. I'm on, I'm, I'm currently on my 5G in the house, so. The motivation for, for the murder, I, if I believe, I don't know if I, uh, 100%, you know, the story was quite a long time, it was, it was like 2021 last year sometime. Uh, the motivation, I, I, I think he had lost his job due to COVID. He probably was on a little bit, uh, 
he had lost a job due to crime. I think it was a crime of opportunity. And I remember reading something weird that he found her attractive or something. And he decided it was some weird stuff. Look, I'll look up the article again, right? And I'll come back to you maybe in the next live stream during.